0: Hello everyone, I'm Jensene Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for his glory. She's an award-winning author, journalist, and media broadcast veteran who has ministered for decades in the Middle East, Africa, Asia, and with her British dual nationality, the United Kingdom and Europe as well. Her weekly teachings on Israel and the Bible can be viewed on satellite television and online at JerusalemChannel.tv, which she founded and hosts, reaching millions with the gospel of the kingdom for which she has been called. Her heralded works include The Wounded Lover, Speak to the Mountain, Let Ishmael Live, Signs and Wonders in the Muslim World, just to name a few, and her recently released Appointment in Petra, which we will talk about today. But before we do, there's more to the story of this global revivalist and evangelist, Christine Darg who is the honored recipient of the annual Jerusalem Merit Peace and Reconciliation Award from Canon Andrew White, the, quote, vicar of Baghdad, end quote, and joins past recipients, former Israeli Prime Minister Sharon Perez and the Archbishop of Canterbury, and was also named among Israel's top 50 Christian allies for this first inaugural annual listing. That also includes Pastor John Hagee, Governor Mike Huckabee, and other noted pastors and evangelists from around the globe. Christine is married to fellow broadcaster and chairman of Revelation TV in Europe, Peter Darg, and together they are the blessed parents of two outstanding sons. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome to testimony a high honor indeed, my good friend, Christine Darg. Christine, welcome back to Testimony. Shalom, Christine. It's always so fantastic to be with you. Thank you so much. Well, it's always an honor to have you, Christine. First of all, I have to say, your latest must-read appointment in Petra is power-packed. It's a masterclass, my view, all 95 pages plus of end-time prophecy, the role of, quote, Petra in this equation, and our response and readiness as Christians and Jews for what is to come and what already is. That said, Christine Darg question, just what is the appointment in Petra, why the need to write it now, and why, in the annals of biblical history, should we care? Well, two Thank you for your
1: gracious comments. You're always so gracious. And much of my life has been a quest, a personal search for end-time truth. And modern Israel is a fulfillment of ongoing Bible prophecies unfolding. And it's been very disturbing to me that many professing believers in the church are into replacement theology, which says that God is finished with Israel, and we know that's not true. And they are ignoring end-time Bible prophecy. And because they ignore it and don't care about Israel, they don't talk much about the second coming of Jesus. But the study of Bible prophecy is meant to prepare us for his coming and to purify our hearts. And so how can we ignore it? Now, in an epic dream many years ago, God called me to stand with the Jewish people in the last days. But I also believe that the rapture is very, very near. And so I wanted to leave a legacy for the Jewish people. I wanted to write a book that is truly a work of love, dedicated to Israel, in, in case uh, I leave this earth. And uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to leave that in case Jesus comes for us suddenly in the atmosphere, which is what the rapture is. But I also wrote it for the church to help explain Bible prophecy and for the nations. Uh, and I want it to come from the heart of sincere love of a follower of Jesus, Israel's Messiah. The book ties together many end time threads. Because many people are confused. They're confused about end time events, about eschatology. And I'm hoping that this book will cut through the confusion because people are looking for answers. Uh, They can't ignore the fact that the clouds of the Ezekiel 38 war are gathering around the tiny nation of Israel. And so I wanted not only Israel, but the people in the church to understand the Hebrew scriptures, the Messianic prophecies, and God's prophesied end time timeline. And so that's what Appointment in Petra is all about.
0: And you beautifully lay that out in your book, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Christine Darg, author, revivalist, television host, her latest must-read, Appointment in Petra. Christine, talk about the significance of Petra, its history, and beauty, and just why this, quote, rock is the perfect end-time hiding place for God's chosen.
1: Well, it is absolutely magnificent. It's known as the rose-red city. The rocks are many-colored. And if you search the Bible for the name Petra, you're not going to find it. But instead, if you search the scriptures for its Hebrew equivalent, Phila, you will find a number of scriptures. Phila is better known by its Greek name of Petra, meaning rock. And uh, Petra is also near biblical Basra in the modern nation of the Hashemite kingdom of Jordan. And Basra means sheepfold or enclosure, and it's a pastoral city in biblical Edom, southeast of the Dead Sea. And the scriptures speak of God's people being held in the future in the sheepfold of Basra, and Petra is, as you said, a natural hiding place because it's a fortress carved out by the Creator from the beginning of time. So, our God, who sees in from the beginning, must have had this territory of Petra in mind as a hiding place, as a covering. And at the time of the Great Tribulation, which the prophet Jeremiah speaks of as the time of Jacob's trouble, Satan is going to make his last-ditch effort to try to annihilate Israel and to defeat God. And he he knows his time is short, but prophecy is history written in advance. And we know that in Revelation chapter 12, we're told that God will take his people into the wilderness on the wings of an eagle, and there he will hide them. Now, Petra is 30 square miles, and the entrance has very high walls. And on the ground, as you enter, you go through a very narrow gorge. But if you look at a photo, such as one taken by drone technology, you can fully see how God saw from the beginning when he created the world, that Petra resembles a walled city, fortified by the Creator himself.
0: That is just amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, again, you're listening to Christine Darg, author of her latest appointment in Petra. Christine, can you break down for our listener what you term, biblically speaking, as, quote, the time of Jacob's trouble, which you just alluded to, and how we are seeing this unfold in today's headlines.
1: Well, the place where that
0: phrase is found is in Jeremiah chapter 30
1: and verse 7, the time of Jacob's trouble. Alas, it says, for that time is great. There's none like it, but he shall be saved out of it. And then a parallel verse is Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. At that time, Michael, the prince who protects and represents the Jewish people, will arise. And there will be a time of distress, a time of trouble, such as has not happened from the beginning of the nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found in the book, will be delivered. So many people ask, well, has Israel already passed through this horrific time of Jacob's trouble known uh, as the Holocaust and Nazi Holocaust, or is the great testing period of Jacob's trouble yet in the future? Well, it's very interesting, James, that even the Orthodox rabbis in Israel teach that it is in the future, that it wasn't in the past. And you have to interpret Scripture with Scripture. So Jeremiah 37 prophesies an unprecedented time. Daniel 12.1 prophesized in an unprecedented time. And a third testimony is from the word of Jesus himself in Matthew chapter 24, where he said, speaking of Israel's future in the end times, there's going to be great tribulation, Jesus said, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And so it is in the future, and scripture strongly hint at Petra in the present nation of Jordan, being the stronghold where the Israeli nation will flee after the Antichrist creates an abomination of desolation in the rebuilt temple. And Jesus went on in Matthew 24 to speak to that. He's speaking to Israel in the future, and he says, when you see that abomination spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, and then the gospel reader inserts, not only in the, Uh, Gospel of Matthew, but also in the Gospel of Mark. Let the reader understand. So this is speaking to the future when they're reading this. After that abomination takes place, then let them who are in Judea, this is the heartland of Israel, biblical Judea, flee to the mountains. Let him on the housetop not come down and take anything. If he's out in the field, don't return back and take your clothes. And woe, Jesus said, to those who are pregnant, And who are nursing mothers. And he says, pray that your escape will not be in the winter. Why? Because there are flash floods in the Wadis. It's very difficult. And even Revelation chapter 12 describes a flash flood in the wilderness. And then he says, don't let the pray that it's not on a Sabbath day. So he's speaking to the nation of Israel. Because as you know, when we go to Israel today, they keep the Sabbath. The Orthodox Jews cannot travel uh, on the Sabbath. For then, Jesus said, shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor shall ever be. And he said, except those days are shortened, there would be no flesh left. But for the elect's sake, and he's speaking of Israel, those days shall be shortened. And then he's still speaking to Israel when he says, if any man says to you, here's the Messiah or there's the Messiah, don't believe it. For many faults. Christ, and false messiahs, are going to arise and show great signs, including the Antichrist. And they might be deceived by the Antichrist for a little while, but not for long. When he does the desolation of abomination in the temple, then they get out of there. They reject him. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, again, Christine Darg, her critical must-read, For Such a Time as This appointment in Petra. Christine, you talk about, quote, God's program for the church versus God's plan for Israel. Can you explain? Yes. Uh, right now, currently, it, we're in a very
1: unusual period of time because uh, Israel and the church are existing together, side by side, just like in the days of the book of Acts. Uh, but God does have a plan of redemption for Israel. And that's what the time of Jacob's trouble is all about. The church is finished at the rapture, and then God has seven more years on his prophetic calendar, according to the prophet Daniel, for the redemption of Israel. And so for years the church has not been united on this topic of eschatology, the study of end-time events. Uh, And there's even some resentment amongst evangelicals uh, they they don't like the idea of the pre-tribulation rapture, but it is our blessed hope, Titus 2.13. And biblically it's a biblically sound doctrine. I believe this with all my heart, the pre-tribulation rapture. And so when the church is removed, uh, God is not finished with Israel. God will take up Israel again, and God will redeem Israel. This is so exciting. We're coming very closely to that time. God does have a program for Israel at the end of the ages apart from the church. And I believe that's when the greatest revival is going to take place. And I believe, as I stated in my book, "Appointment in Petra, that Petra itself is ground zero for revival. Everyone's talking about revival now. And yes, whenever we preach, The spirit of revival is there, but the greatest revival is coming during the time
0: of the Great Tribulation. I want to talk about that a little bit. The importance of intercession in bringing all of this about. In your book, Reese Howells' Intercession, you say your favorite read next to the Bible. What can we all learn from his life? And what exactly are our roles as intercessors today? Can you elaborate?
1: Well, as you said, the biography of Reese Howells has greatly influenced my life. And although he was before my time, my husband and I were privileged to spend time in Wales at his former Bible school with his son, Samuel Howells. And we were allowed to examine the detailed prayer journals that Reese Howells and the Bible College staff kept during World War II. And it was their prayers that kept. Hitler out of Britain and he learned that it's very important to praise God before a victory is ever manifested. The moment we learn to rise to the occasion and our faith decides to trust God in any matter at that point we become as free as a bird he used to say and uh, because faith had kicked in And they knew that God must destroy Hitler if the vision of the gospel was to be preached to every creature in the end times. So they kept praying morning, noon, and night. And the record of their prayer journal is remarkable and just inspirational to read. And he taught intercessors that nothing must be left to chance. He purposed not to doubt God as well in any crisis. And when we put those principles into practice, we can keep the enemy in check.
0: Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, Christine Dog, her latest must-read appointment in Petra. Christine, there have been powerful prophecies throughout the ages, some of which you highlight in your book. One in particular comes to mind from a Russian Orthodox nun in 1911. Can you elaborate? Well, her name was
1: Mother Barbara, and she lived on my favorite place in the world, the Mount of Olives. And uh, she shared a tremendous prophecy uh, before she relocated from Moscow to Jerusalem. She heard this prophecy by a bishop, Aristokali, of the Russian Orthodox Church. And I first heard of this from my one of my late mentors, Lance Lambert of Blessed Memory. And some of the events in her remarkable prophecy have already been fulfilled. Uh, The Spirit of the Lord said to tell the women that we must belong absolutely to God and that the women would be great intercessors in the last days. And we must believe in the great things that are happening and that God is yet doing in the earth. And the prophecy said we must prepare our souls and the souls of our children and encourage our husbands because the women have very much work to do for God in the last days. And the prophetic word also went on to say that not one country would be without trial. And that certainly is true because we're in the birth pains of Messiah right now.
0: The book of Revelation, by all accounts, has been a difficult book to interpret for most of us. Yet in your 40-plus years of biblical study, you seem to have accomplished just that in your latest Great Read appointment. And Petra, is this a fair statement for those seeking understanding of end-time prophecy? Well, you're
1: so gracious to say that. I I have not mastered the book of Revelation by any means, but I know a great man of God who says that... It is not unfathomable, but it's easy to understand, and people should not try to make it out as it's so difficult. It can be understood. It's systematic, and it should be read often by all believers, and it promises a special blessing to all who read it. And I think for that reason alone, the book of Revelation should be read often. And, of course, my book is just a companion volume to it. But prophecies currently being fulfilled in the Middle East concern everybody, and this is why we need to be studying the book of Revelation, because the history of humanity is dependent upon the outcome. You know, history is not just an endless cycle, but it is coming to a culmination in the culmination of the return of Jesus. That's why, yes, we should take care of the planet, but we don't have to be unduly concerned about, a green planet and all of that, because Jesus is coming back to renovate the earth. And what happens in Petra in the future will be a major turning point. As I said, revival, ground zero. And uh, this is what my study over the decades of the book of Revelation has shown me. And uh, God dramatically intervened in my life in ministry in Petra, In the year 2000, when I led the Jericho march there, uh, no prophecy is of any private interpretation. God showed me through prophetic acts, through visions there, that it will be a place of revival for Israel. But nevertheless, I found this truth in the Word of God, in Revelation chapter 12 and elsewhere. It's not just a private interpretation.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, again, you're listening to global revivalist, evangelist, author, and television host of the Jerusalem Channel and her latest great read, Appointment in Petra, Christine Darg. Christine, you talk about the importance of believing the truth, lest God said one a, quote, strong delusion if they don't, which explains my view the horrific, unconscionable, immoral behavior of those leading our country today in the current Biden administration, but is also an exhortation for believers today. Your thoughts?
1: Yes, uh, the New Testament does warn us that uh, in the last days, people are going to fall under strong delusion. And you see it right now, with things that are happening, the craziest things are happening. But after the rapture, the Holy Spirit will operate differently. Right now, God is restraining Satan, but the Holy Spirit is going to step aside, and the restrainer on Satan will be removed, that restraining order, and he will be allowed to bring forth the Antichrist, who will bully a rebellious world into submission, and this man of sin will attempt to usurp God's place, he'll persecute anybody who dares to defy him, and... Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 9 says that some of the characteristics of the lawless one is that he'll be accompanied by the working of Satan with power, signs, and false wonders, and with every wicked deception directed against those who are perishing. And why are they perishing? It's because, Paul wrote, they refuse the love of the truth that would have saved them. So what's the reason? People are refusing already to love truth. And when people refuse to love truth, the word of God says, then God will send on them as a judgment, a powerful delusion, so that they will believe the lie. And Jensen, we're already seeing this happening now.
0: And sad it is, Christine, that was very impactful in your book, Appointment in Petra, and needs to be heated by every listener to this broadcast Christian or non in our remaining time the mandate for your ministry is clear as you state and can be found in Acts 1 8 and I quote you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and unto the ends of the earth. That said, Christine Darg, isn't this the mandate for us all as followers of Christ? And just how, in your view, is that best accomplished in an increasingly wicked and perverse generation? Your thoughts? Well, first of all, we have to be, Jesus said, as wise
1: as serpents and innocent as doves. We don't speak to everything that moves, but we have to be spirit-led in everything, whether it's Jericho March, approaching somebody to share the gospel, everything has to be spirit-led. And that verse, my personal mandate, Acts 1-8, is threefold. It says, you'll be my witnesses, first in Jerusalem, and then it goes out to Judea and Samaria, and then it ripples to the uttermost parts of the earth. So, This could equate to being a witness locally, in your family and neighborhood, and then further afield as the Holy Spirit leads, and finally, as the Spirit leads, into all the earth. And with travel restricted right now, I'm so grateful that my mandate is still being fulfilled to reach to the ends of the earth through television and the Internet.
0: Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to renowned revivalist, author, speaker, and award-winning journalist, founder of the Jerusalem Channel and Exploits.tv, Dr. Christine Darg. Her latest must-read, Appointment in Petra. You can learn more about Christine's work, ministry, and mission by visiting JerusalemChannel.tv, as well as exploits.tv and get involved support her work and be a part of bringing about end time revival to every heart who will believe in the hope that jesus brings the greatest appointment of them all christine thank you for taking precious time to author your latest great read appointment in Petra and the significance of this location in the annals of biblical end time prophecy and just what this means for all of us as followers of Yeshua Jesus our Messiah and soon coming King we thank you and God bless you thank you so much Jen Queen. I've enjoyed every moment Shalom 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 Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Gensene Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at GenseneBard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony.